from deep below the Earth's crust comes a man with a mission. A man who has secluded himself far from the eyes and ears of the state. He brings a broadcast so important it could radically change our very existence. A broadcast that challenges the status quo and slaps normality in its tired, decrepit face. This is Volk. Howdy everybody, I'm Lord Volkart. Greetings and salutations to you all. I'm going to give you some of my idealisms for the world. I'm also going to try to see if I can make you question reality. This is not exactly paranoia or anything else like that, ladies and gentlemen. This is just me wanting to see if I can't actually get you to think a little bit more than, you know, the wonderful world makes us think about. For one thing, bras. <laughs> this is the best joke that I've ever seen, horrible joke that I've ever seen, and it made me ponder for a minute. Alright, so women's bras and bra sizes. Now, this could be a simple thing, a woman could be like, well, it's because how it holds them and everything else like that. But someone made the joke, is the reason that women's bras are representative of cup sizes is because they can actually produce milk in their breasts, and that's the reference. And my thing is, while that was a little bit surprising to think about and made me look at it and go from a male standard holy fuck, maybe some dumbass guy actually did that. And it's just been a standard from then on. But anyway, let's move on. So that's kind of the fucked up humor you can expect. Me and my mental state of opinions on that is... It left a lot of curiosity and a lot of just downright... horror to please God that... Don't let that be the reality. And yeah, I'm a male, but for fuck's sake, even I can see stupid on both sides and hopefully stupidly wrong. But moving on. Today, what are we going to discuss in Aquaman and everything else? Let's discuss what it's like to be in the world of social media so far for me. So far, the world of social media is the bare minimum of what I can pull off time and hours and output. And 90% of my output I feel is horrible. Why? Because it's my own opinion of what I create. And the difference is social media is a direct effect instead of an indirect effect. Meaning that and yeah, this is me getting deep into thought and outcome and trying to sound all smart, I guess. Uh, which is under question at moments by me. Anyway, indirect effect and direct effect direct effect, of course, is the most important, which is the social aspect. People decide what the fuck is important about me, or if they enjoy me, or any of my content in production, while indirect effect is I choose what I want to create. I can be influenced by the crowd, but I am the brand that I've existed, or the you know thing that I made, so there's no hesitance to me on who I am in that sentence, in that world. But that is what social media means to me. Now, others will look at it and see, oh, this is this horrible thing. It makes us no longer be 
responsive back and forth between each other. Well, you got to look at it as like this. If that was the case, we wouldn't be talking to other fucking nations on a common basis. We don't have, between the two of us, assumed enemies without proof now. I mean, look at Russia right now. For the hate that's going on involving Russia and their supposed hack go down, or the level of hacking that it was inferred is what I laugh about it, because, well, let me just say it. If it's the level they're referring to, it was just basically open easy to do. Sorry, Putin, but it wasn't a god-level hack. What I'm going to say is that I would love to hear you know, somebody speak and sorry for the pause in you know, just between nations after seeing the same video. And that's possible because social fucking media. Now, Russia. You have Russians over there right now that can tell you we don't give a fuck about America. I don't know why the hell you know, people assume we have an obsession with hacking you guys. And that's a reality. Not a falsehood that is being told to us, you know, oh, they're our enemy. And the reason that it's not a falsehood is because we can literally speak to these people. We're not closed out. That's social media to me. Now, other people are seeing the people on their phones right in front of you. There's the, you know, stutter of silence because they're not interacting across the table. They're interacting as a whole instead of just the people there. This is the new age of a social structure, not a downer of a social structure. You're looking at a new advancement into set instead of a failure into set. And for some, this is a failure. For many, it shouldn't be. Because, well, duh. We are the humanity that we are. We are not a stopping at any point race. We're evolutionary pattern never stopped. As it progressed, we expanded our understanding. We connected to one another. And so what do I believe social media is doing? For God's sakes, we don't see the fucking walls and borders anymore. We see the people. We question the reality of what we're being taught by our leadership. We start revolutions based on reality and information that we can exchange between each other. We fight revolutions based directly on reality. And people on the outside don't just get the closed media output. They now get the actual structure from the fucking people who are in it. The involvement is direct instead of an indirect. Suddenly you're actually listening to the revolution being really televised instead of the revolution maybe being televised the way that is actually happening. Um, best example that I can give you in Between Eras was Woodstock. Woodstock actually got a bad rap during its happening. And the hilarity of its bad rap was it wasn't what was implied. Matter of fact, the hippies were nice. They were, you know, very respectful of people. And... It's mind-blowing to have people look at you and tell you that you obviously are a horrible person just because of long hair in modern era. But that was going on. 
public news was bad-mouthing these people for no reason other than assumption sold space. Now, if you actually listen to or read some of the dialogue of people's experience around there, I mean, for God's sake, churches came out and gave out food for free to make sure that people could eat. They were giving them sandwiches. Mind you, they also probably threw some drugs in the sandwiches, as I understand some of the part of the stories. But there was an endless supply of please and thank you. Matter of fact, the field that was trashed after the event, instead of people getting paid to clean it up, people stayed to clean it up. They helped fix the town. Matter of fact, as I understand it, someone actually got their barn improved because they actually saw that this barn was the shittiest possible thing in front of them and went, hey, since we're here and we can hear the music from here, let's build onto this barn. That is the difference between now and then. Now, if a big giant event happens, uh, let's say Burning Man is kind of the event reference, and the mainstream media, or the owned mainstream media, and yes, they have ownership, yes, they do actually have to follow what they're told by ownership, um, and they're also forced to be edited. Those individuals, and yes, that is not a thing, this is not a, this is a thing, this is not a paranoia act, they do have companies they have to rely back to, they do have to keep themselves safe from lawsuits, guys, they do have to edit themselves. They do actually have to edit themselves because they will not be allowed to broadcast. These are forced realities. I mean, really, don't think it's not a reality of it. It can be harsh. It can be light. It's all dependent on if the network has its leniency for a company and so on and so forth. Now, we're going to move on. So... If you were actually to do that nowadays, you have, say, CNN say that Burning Man is nothing but a drug holla, uh, holo, holy fest. It's just nothing but a festival of drugs and, you know, rape and just horrible abuse and stupid people going out in the desert. It's obvious they nearly die. They, they must be Satanists, which is kind of, you know, anti-Christian movement or Puritanism movement. It just basically bad-mouthing them for the event. Now, the problem is, it wouldn't take even an hour after said report for YouTube videos, uh, hell, Facebook videos, to go up and prove a point. They'd show the actual kindness that's going on. Um, posts, uh, public, actual outpours of new news sources would come on. And you also won't be able to cut off other people coming out and saying or going there just to see is this really happening and recording back, you know, what is going on. The Boston riots that recently happened, the riots were filmed publicly. They were able to use YouTube and other live sources to show what was going on in the streets. Hell, there was a march in 2016, I believe Neistat was in, that was covering the whole of freaking New York. And for some reason, the police didn't just want to break it up. They were being aggressive as shit about breaking it up. And they were peaceful marching. I mean, even uh, Occupy Wall Street, again, I believe that's 2015, 
Occupy Wall Street actually had a large amount of failing because mostly no one knew what the fuck they were really doing. But the proof they were able to pull off is uh, one of my favorite moments is when a soldier walked up to police as if as he they had cornered off these poor people there to actually protest and were aggressively taking them down for no reason other than what they were there. They were on public fucking access, so you can't do that. So he walked up and told them, you cannot do this. And cameras aimed at him. Cameras that were not the public fucking news. It was the public actually doing it themselves. Not an industry closeout, but human beings pointing a camera at a man who took it upon himself to be strong. Now that, ladies and gentlemen, is the power of social media. Because with that message, they were able to prove what wasn't happening, or wasn't being implied of happening, at this event, which was Occupy Wall Street. Uh, Yes, there were windows broken, but there was windows broken people just standing on the street, and suddenly... These guys with perfectly covered faces come running up out of nowhere, lift up a chair and break the windows and run. And then the question went out, well, because people were filming again, people were filming. Who the fuck were they? They weren't here the last few days. You know, this aggression suddenly happened, and when it happened, it was able to shut down the fucking movement. Because it was a scary movement. It was people that you couldn't tell them to go home, because they just chose to be there. It scared the fuck out of Wall Street and mysteriously, you know, it got aggressive. My, you know, probably theory is yeah, that was inside things that happened to shut it down and I understand why that happened. I won't say it needed to happen but I will say that I could see it coming, and it's fine with me, because, again, that movement had no directive toward an end game. There was no speeches constantly brought up. There was no, I want to see this bill passed. You know, we had just lost 90% of our fucking housing industry, which is not recovered, by the way, ladies and gentlemen. Anybody wants to tell me that shit is recovered, I'm going to be like, okay, so uh, foreclosure on houses, loss of jobs... Is still in a high range. Uh, profit on housing has gone up. We can see this because TV shows are fucking blasting away with it. You can kiss my ass if you want to talk about the housing industry has fixed itself. And it's going to get worse as it goes along. These were reasons that we saw events like this occur. We saw people talking about it in public. And others agreeing with them and collecting. Before social media, this was very hard to do without serious foot to, you know, asphalt walking and spreading. And the first signs that actual social media kind of mentality helped was these little magazines people printed off in the 60s to the 80s that spread the actual information of the communities instead of the outside stories that, you know, 
the news wouldn't tell or wouldn't get involved with because it wasn't, you know, profitable in that end. Or it didn't tell the story the best. If you have a zine saying that this vent is going to go down and, you know, you should expect to be a little bit of gra- graphic and everything else like that, and then you have a news crew that shows up only the day of the event and says, <coughs> My God, it's obvious these guys are, you know, nothing but pig-headed assholes and, you know, just suddenly decided to do this. When there was a warning to make sure that there was no one there that didn't expect this shit to happen. That was a difference. So social media brought about a change. Brought about a structure. Word of mouth is the most powerful thing that has ever changed in the United States or other nations. There's good and bad of that exactly. The best one that happened in the United States is Martin Luther King's movement. Martin Luther King's movement was to prove something to pass something, to only bring up something when someone asked, to stand against something, and it was a representative. Now, this is, in your opinion, not social media. I'm sorry. Spoken in churches, giving uh, interviews, doing, you know, every little, you know, meeting convention to talk about peace and personal rights what's the difference in a post on Facebook that makes your spirit feel the same to a man that working from just his church to the hole that spread into Washington's monument or sorry Abraham Lincoln's monument I believe it's hard to say it's the mirror pool yeah it's in front of the Washington monument the crowd that assembled there to hear him speak was because of social spread. Now, it wasn't Facebook. It wasn't Instagram. But it was a reality that can be the same. I mean, we had Britain in 2017 shut off its nation internet because of a riot that was brought about because of the way they killed a child in the community that they were guarding against supposedly these were bad people well the problem was they weren't they're just the poor community and they you know killed a kid who didn't have a gun who was just tired of being treated like shit and the information was spread quickly and they rioted because they knew no other way to express themselves than to lash back at the leadership. Well, the problem was the leadership just released, you know, false information. Oh, they're setting shit on fire. They're killing people. They're raping people and so on and so forth. That didn't happen. I mean, for God's sakes, within a day, they had to shut off YouTube and Facebook because they were actually doing live feeds to almost every few minute uploads to prove that no, no one here actually did that. And even worse is some places that weren't even the, you know, having a riot or having a peace walk was met by police force. People forced out of their homes for no reason other than they wanted to actually do it. 
they were scaring the fuck out of the community. And they won them back. They shut off the internet. They brought back down the power. But they had to be aware at any moment that could happen again. And that's why they started editing themselves a little bit heavier on their internet layers. But guys, if that doesn't show you power of social media, I don't know what the fuck does. I mean, for God's sakes, WikiLeaks, which is hated, but I'm sorry, they did some amazing shit. They proved in several nations that the world banking system, the banking system that is relatively over the whole of the fucking planet, because it helps structurally transfer funds across nations instead of this fucking planet is one goddamn fun system. Don't get me into bitch fest about that, please, God. No. They proved in certain nations these bankers were doing horrible things. And they had documentation. And they uploaded it. And you know what happened to these banks that were connected to the World Bank? They shut the fuck down. They were kicked the fuck out. They were put in jail for stealing in masses. That's social fucking media's power right there. People gave them information that was considered to be secret or, you know, doesn't need to be spread around. And then powerful ass shit happened. Now, horrible shit happened as well because once you expose something you're and don't filter, you're actually not giving anybody a safety line. But, I'm sorry. If we gave them all safety lines, we have to stop talking about the conversation of one, then the other, then the other, then the next. If the soldier is the one that told you, and they come to you and go, well, you have no proof, you just said that was somebody's word of mouth, and supposedly these documents, and then you expose the soldier, and then he shot the next day, he already knew that something was wrong and wanted you to say it. I mean, that's the reality. Do you commit to the action of standing before tyranny in risk of your own self, or do you not? Personal thing in that end. So, ladies and gentlemen... You know, you could call me paranoid, or you could call me badly worded in this end, but that's my opinion of all this. Social media has created a whole different reality output, and you could say it's created a new reality show set, but it's also given us a broader way to show what to the re- what we are to the rest of the world. And we should be doing that, because there's no more barrier that is a mountain than what we let ourselves have in front of us. Planes have given us freedom to travel between nations, and then be able to speak in moments across each other, and express feelings of joy and sadness at happenings and horrible things. These are powerful tools. And they're not being used to their full ability. But damn, damn if I am not prideful in knowing that I have taken part in it. And this may evade you. Unless it's a story about a dog or a cat and some nation and joy, it may not draw your attention. But you have to imagine that even in 2017, small stories about feeding 
African nations because they knew it was without food. Um, I can't remember, besides Casey Neistat was involved, again, another giant YouTuber on social media, he was able to gather a lot of money, get free plane flights to take food over to these African nations and then disperse it. Now, it wasn't done permanently. It was just done that time. But it was better to see that the nation gave a fuck than to assume we can just look away. So, guys, that's my opinion. I'm for social media. I'm on it. Of course, I'm fucking going to be for it. Um, if you're not, if you want to send me a comment on my Twitter, uh, Instagram, go ahead. By the way, that means you're on social media. It's the same namesake as everything else, guys, which is L-O-R-D-B-O-L-K-H-A-R-K. Lord Volkart. You can find me on everything underneath the same name. That's my brand. That's who I am. Find who you are as well. This is my end statement to everybody. Be well. Do well. Be the best human being that you can be because no one can tell you you can't do that. You are more than anyone can ever assume or anyone can ever know. Because you are you. And that is the most unique fucking thing in this universe. Thank you. This is Lord Volkart. Please follow me on Twitch and maybe directly interact with me. Thank you very much and be well. This has been Volk, an Omni-Chan production. Please do not inform the authorities of this podcast and the whereabouts of Volk. Your family and friends will thank you. Music by Fishhands. Check him out on bandcamp.com.